Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reimbold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. We're going to call this segment of this Rules for Moving the Mountain. Because the mountains have to be uh, have to be moved in our lives, and and I and I want to be able to try to give you some ideas tonight. And I know that these you know you, you, the thing we've had in Christianity is seven rules to get to heaven and this that and everything else. But I, I want you to take these and understand that bless God, uh, these are just suggestions and areas in which we would need to obviously to look at to understand. And and more than that, bless God, to know that God uh, can do exactly what He says He is going to do, and every time that He is going to do it. Now let's go to Mark, the 11th chapter, and we are going to start in the 12th verse, Mark 11:12. And on the morrow, when they were come to Bethany, He was hungry, and seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, He came if haply he might find anything thereon, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And they come to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers, and the seats of them that sold ours, and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. Well, he did a little house cleaning, didn't he? 17, And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. Now, see, he didn't help his popularity any there, did he? You know, all he did was put another uh, nail in the coffin, as we say. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it and sought how that they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. Now, let me just ask you something. Do you think that the church has got themselves, and I'm not talking about fearing me, but fearing this movement? You bet they are, folks. Something, something's going on here that they can't, they can't regulate, they can't handle, they can't gainsay. People are leaving. Uh, I, I remember when people down in Brazil began to leave the Catholic Church. Now, I don't know how much of that you ever was privy to. But I can remember they began to, and the reason they began to leave the Catholic Church is because people like me was going in there demonstrating the power of God by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the Rahakadish. And those people were saying, hey, wait a minute. If, if they're doing this thing in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, but nothing, you know, they didn't have anything going on. So they began to dump out, and, and I'm telling you, there was a mass exodus out of the Catholic Church in, in the country of Brazil. I don't know how it's going on today, but it was going on. Why? It was because of the demonstration of the power of Almighty God. And, and, and they began to fear, they began to fear that the whole thing was going to crumble and fall right there in Brazil, okay? And even was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, 
They saw the fig tree dried up from the roots, and Peter, calling to remembrance, saith to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou accursest is withered away. And Jesus, answering, saith unto them, Have faith in God. Now, you ought to understand that what Peter was wanting to know, Peter was quite a guy. Peter was looking at that fig tree. He, he they walked by it. And now the leaves are all, and he said, it's withered. Now, what Peter was really in, uh, saying in the thing, or at least seemingly so, because of the answer, was, how did you do that? You got to understand something. Jesus, Yeshua, could perceive what you're thinking. He could understand what you think. Many times I can understand, and I'm not at all trying to put myself in that category, obviously, but I'm just saying I understand that gifting. There's many times I can perceive what somebody is thinking. I can I can do that. Now, I cheat a little bit because of the anointing, I think, and that's probably the way that I can I can understand those things, but I can understand it. But you see, he just simply said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. He definitely didn't get into anything besides that except when he makes this next statement, and I, I love this. He comes down here and he says, For verily I say unto you that whatsoever shall you say unto this mountain, or whosoever, I'm sorry, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, you need to underline those 23 and 24, and you should read that every day. Every day. Type it out. Put it up on the mirrors. Do whatever you need to do with it. Why? Because the key is very simple. He says, if, 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 you, if you believe that, and you do not doubt in your heart, that you shall believe that those things that you say shall come to pass, huh? he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, how would you like to be in the category that has whatsoever you saith come to pass? We all do, don't we? Would that, would that make you feel like that God was with you? You better believe that would make you feel like God was with you. Do you think the best God that it would it would boost your faith if you could come to that? Yeah, but you see what he said. If you will, if you will believe that, if you will, he said, and doubt not. If you if you will believe that in your heart, then bless God, it shall come to pass. So the key again is to pray, believe, and, and receive in that order. Pray that whatever it is you need, use the scripture to back it up. Believe that bless God that you have delivered that and that prayer got to the Holy Lord God Himself through the Son Yeshua. And then receive the outcome, not the not the condition of it. That's what makes it see you have to the, this back to what I said earlier, you have to look past the circumstances. You have to look past the circumstances and you begin to talk to that mountain that's in front of you, whatever it is. Does God's word lie? No. Never does his word lie. His word is truth, let everything else be a lie. That's what that's what the Lord God uh, teaches in it. So when you begin to look at that and you begin to look at the mountains in your life, then you begin to realize that, bless God, they're there. But what God's word says, have faith in God. That's what he said. First he said, have faith in God. Another way of looking at it, I've heard him say, have a God kind of faith. Well, 
Whichever it is, it's the same thing, whether you read it that way or the other way. You get yourself into the position where you understand that, bless God, that, 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 that the order in which you get yourself into the things of God, looking past the circumstances and only looking toward that which God says that you're going to have, which is what? His promises. And oh, I love it so much when you begin to look at these promises and you begin to realize that God has made such provision for you and I. And every, every piece of provision that he's given to us, then bless God, he has done what? He's got us in a position to, 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 to give unto us. You know, he's our father. He's our heavenly father. He said that you don't ask me to give you a, a fish and I end up giving you a rock. He said, I love you. I want to give See, God wants you to have the best. Say, God wants me to have his best. Man. Not second best. You know what I see second best being? I see them always being the losers. Instead of sick, he wants us healthy. Instead of depressed, he wants us what? He wants us in joy and flowing with him. Bless God, you know, healthy, wealthy, and wise. He wants us there. Why? Because we're his children. And he wants to say, look, that's, that, that's my child there. Look, 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 because they keep my word. Look what they have of my promises. What can the church say? So there's again, this is the point that we, we come to. What does the church say about all this? What, 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 do, do they have the best of God? No. Do they have second? Maybe. They could have third, fourth, or ninety-seventh. I don't know. But they don't have the best. And the reason that they did have the best, then they would be walking in health. They'd be walking in prosperity. They would be walking, bless God, without the things of oppression and depression in their lives. Without, without all, the, all those things that take place. But they don't walk in that. As I keep saying over and over to the church, look in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, starting in, I think, about the 16th verse on down, and through uh, whatever 68 or whatever it is, that's where the church lives. The church lives in the curses of God. That's where they live. So they don't have the very best. And in order for you and I to have the very best, all we've got to understand is how to obtain that. How can we get into that? How can it work? And as I've been saying to you this weekend already, it works simply by understanding that you have to get everything in the right order with God. You have to understand how to work faith. You have to build faith because, again, to get in these services and to walk out that door and think, oh, boy, i got all this faith. You're not going to have any more faith when you walk out that door than you had when you came in it. Okay? What I'm going to do, I'm going to, by the word of God, by the teachings that I'm bringing you this weekend, you're going to be able to now go home and study it, and then you're going to be able to do what? Increase your faith. You're going to begin to increase your faith and bring it stronger and stronger. And once you begin to see it, like I said, once you see it begin to start the happening, then bless God, let me tell you something, you're going to keep at it. All right? You're going to keep at it. Now let me, I don't know why this came up, but uh, somebody will be able to relate with this real well. It's like going on a diet. You get on that diet, and bless God, you keep going on that scale, and after that scale reads that you lost a pound or two, the diet's working, right? Well, if I did that, maybe I need to do exercise the next week. Ooh, I lost some more. You stay at it. Faith is the same way. Once you begin to work faith, you'll stay at working faith. And that's what God wants in your life. And again, there's nobody in this room that, that, that cannot, in any way, shape, or form, bless God, work faith, because you can. Now, 
We're going to look at some things. Like I said, I put down some things here and call them rules. And I put rule number one, don't build a mountain in the first place. That's a good idea, isn't it? Uh, uh, you have to be understanding and understand that you're responsible for those mountains being there in the first place in most cases. Now, what do you mean? Well, bless God, if you get in doubt and unbelief, you get yourself into uh, saying things, sowing discord, uh, bless God, judging people, you're building mountains. Mountains that's got to be torn down in order for you to, in other words, you're going to have to go back and redo some things, uh, bless God, and, and, and get it done. Now, let me, let me tell you something that often builds a mountain in your life that you don't need. It's deep-seated resentment, okay? And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, that is something you've got to deal with. Uh, resentment will absolutely build a mountain that, that it causes all kinds of problems in people's lives, and they don't understand that. Don't, don't be resentful. If you, if, if that's, if you have resentment against somebody, you need to go, you need to go to that person. See, many, many times, the best deliverance you can have is to go to that person and say, hey, I've got a problem here, and we need to talk, and I don't know that, that all that I'm trying to imply that it's your fault, but I've got a problem. Deliverance comes out of confessing out of your mouth many, many times. So you want to understand that that's a mountain. Don't, don't let that happen. So what I'm saying, there are mountains that you can prevent here, all right? Notice Jesus was not talking about praying to the Father in his name to move mountains, was he? you got to notice that. That's big-time stuff. Get it down. He wasn't, he wasn't praying to the Father. What did he do? He said, speak unto that mountain, believe in your heart, and receive. That's what he told him to do. He said, have faith in God and know that he's there. Know that he's the Father. Know that he wants you to have what? He wants you to have success. Now, in Mark uh, 11:22, when he said here, have faith in God, the rule number two, he's referring to the faith of God or what? Again, the God kind of faith. Uh, <clears throat> he didn't uh, tell us to expect God to move the mountain. He told us to move the mountain, didn't he? And see, I think so many of us are waiting on God to do something, and what God is doing is waiting for us to do something. He didn't say that God was going to move the mountain. He said, you move the mountain. Well, that's strong. Get a hold of it. You are capable then. Evidently, we're capable. So I never heard anybody ever say that we weren't that. No, no. That, he, he didn't say anything about God moving anything. He said, you pray, believe, and receive. You do that. You speak to that mountain and tell it to be cast into yonder sea. Believe in your heart. That it's, and it's going to happen. I think that's strong stuff, all right? But, you know, a lot of people never, again, a lot of people never stop to think, oh, Jesus, do something. Oh, you've got to do something. And the Lord God standing there saying, no, I don't. You have to. You have to do something. Do it. So you see, a lot of us have got this thing all turned around, don't we? We're waiting on God to do something, and he's saying, I've done everything. I gave you everything there is to give you. There is nothing left. You have all that I had. I've held nothing back from you. Do something with it, will you? And you know what we do? Oh, Jesus, you got to do something. you got to do something. He's already done it. If you, if you can just grab a hold of that concept, I think, I think you'll be more than just a little surprised about where God is bringing it down to the other end. Uh, we're to believe and expect the mountain to do what? To move because we believe. And that's the reason it believes. 
We move the mountain because because uh, we believe, and, and bless God, we, we must not act as children of authority. Uh, we need to understand all of this kind of a thing. We, we, you know, well, oh, I'm sorry, you need to understand to begin to act like children of authority. I misquoted that. It's not act like, not to act like, to act like children of authority. Like I said, you're children of the king. He's our father. We have the best. He's got everything. And guess what? Everything he has is ours. I think we need to have a mind cleansing of, of sorts, if you will. There's a place where we can begin to we can begin to cleanse our minds and, our, and even our spirit, man. We're trying to get out of this mode that we're you know we keep wanting him to do something for us. And you know that's the reason I, I heard said earlier today that God doesn't feel sorry for anybody, and He doesn't. How many people call, email? Oh, you got to pray. Oh, you can't believe what I'm going through. Oh, yeah, I can believe what you're going through. But the fact of it is, that's not going to move the hand of God. What's going to move the hand of God is when who moves the mountain? You do. You're the one that has to move the mountain. When you decide to move the mountain, the mountain's going to be moved. If you're going to whine, cry, bawl, kick, scream, scratch, anything else I left out, bite, the mountain ain't going nowhere. It's still going to be there. It's still going to be in place. But when you decide that you are going to speak to that mountain in faith, believing that what you have said is going to come to pass, that mountain is going to move. You deviate from that. You let one eye over a blessed God doubt come in, and that mountain's going to get on top of you, and you're going to know you had a mountain on you. But you're the mountain mover, not God. You're the one that's going to... Take the authority, and then you're going to say, Thank you, Father, that you have given me such authority in the name of your Holy Son, that I can speak and say, Mountain, be thou removed and be cast into yonder sea, and it will obey me, because I spoke it out of my mouth by faith in you. Is anybody getting a hold of this thing? See, we're trying to blame so much here on Jesus, aren't we? Well, Jesus, you didn't do anything. Jesus would say, ha, I wasn't supposed to do anything like that. You are. You take the authority. I will send the angels and they will complete it. Woo! Tonight you will get out of the wheelchair and you will walk. I just moved the mountain. Come on, folks, get a hold of it. This is some hot stuff right straight from the throne room of God. Tonight you will lay down the crutches and never need them again. Well, I move the mountain. Tonight you will see. If you were once blind, but you will see. And you will leave here with your eyes open and seeing. I move the mountain. Oh, get a hold of it, folks, because it works. We are mountain movers. This God, God created you and I to move the mountains. Not only in our eyes, but in the lives of anybody who will stand still long enough to get a move. Amen. Listen to me, I, I, I'm, I'm giving you some absolute revelation knowledge. Didn't I tell you that there wasn't going to be a charismatic hyper-faith? This is called prophet faith. I'm telling you, and I'm showing how a prophet of God operates. I'm showing you why it is that I can see the dead be raised. I can move the mountains. I command that hurricane to go that way instead of this way. 
I command for this land that was in doubt to bring rain abundantly upon it. Move the mountain. Well, God loves you more than he does me. No, he doesn't. I just learned to move the mountain. You are mountain movers, too. And that's the reason I said, if you just grasp a hold of my brothers and sisters, the concept, begin in small mountains and move them, and bless God, then move to the big ones. Hallelujah. Because they're waiting for you to move them. Oh, I like that. I love that. I love that. Now listen to me. Our words carry much more authority than most of us will ever, ever, ever realize. We'll never, we'll never really realize the kind of authority that we're saying. You know, I do a thing. I don't know that I'll ever get to do it for you. But the power of the, of the spoken word is absolutely, I mean, tremendous. It's tremendous in everybody's lives. Because what was it? It was words that were spoken that created all this. God spoke, let there be light. And, and through that, bless God, it, it, it came down to, it came down to the place where we begin to realize that if we can just bring ourselves, and I, and I don't think that, see, this isn't, we're moving out of the carnal realm here, and we're talking about walking over here and doing something to bless God carnally just isn't acceptable. But you see, again, we're made in the image of God, which is spirit, and we are capable of coming away from that side to do this side. And, and, and because we have lost the concept of mountain moving because the church went to sleep. They wouldn't let the prophets in. They hid me here. Meaning the church hid me? No, the Lord God, the angels hid me here. And sooner or later, people would come. I remember people would come from, from cities around, and they'd say, oh, you've got, you've got to come over. You've got to come to here. You've got to go to St. Louis. You've got to go to Cincinnati. You've got to go to Chicago. You've got to go to this place. And I'd pray. and say, oh, Lord, you're opening them doors. And God said, just stay where you're at. It took a lot of practice for me to get where I'm at, okay? But I got here. You're here now. We're now going into the final stage of what God has planned for mankind. Scary? <laughs> but encourage yourself by knowing the hand of upon this thing. God's not going to let us down. If the ocean's got to be, be opened, we'll speak to the ocean. Huh? And it will be opened. There is, there is some difference of which we have made us being those that are, that are heirs of salvation of which the old saints didn't have, all right? Now, in Hebrews 11.3, if you'll turn there with me. And the power of the spoken word and realizing what is being said here in, in Hebrews 3, 11.3, I'm sorry. It says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, that so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Well, that's something, isn't it? They're framed by the Word of God. Let there be light. Let there be this. Let there be that. Powerful, powerful, powerful words that are spoken. 
you too have the power to speak those words. I'm not saying about let there be light. I'm talking about moving mountains. You have the, the, the word. Now, let me, let me try to demonstrate for a second what happens in the supernatural world. When darkness has somebody locked up into a wheelchair that hasn't walked for years, has no muscles in their legs uh, or their body to be able to sustain their, their, their bodies, and all of a sudden you say, this night you are going to walk out of here pushing that wheelchair, the powers of darkness go bonkers. It will go like this if you hear, what did what, what, what he just say? Well, everybody sees this man in a wheelchair. He's been in here for ten years now. What, 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 what did he say? He said that he was going to get up and push the, push, uh, walk out of here and push the wheelchair and he wouldn't be in it anymore. How can he, how can he, how can, who is that up there? The words that he's speaking sound awful familiar. What, what is it, what, what is it that, is that Yeshua? Now, he doesn't look like Yeshua, but the words that he speaks, they're spirit and life. You hear what I'm saying? The words are spirit and they're life. And I have the authority to speak them, and so do you. Darkness goes bonkers. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're about to lose this one. Do something! And yet the prophet stands strong and simply says, I said point it at him when I get done with service. Rise up and down! And watch him crawl out of those wheelchairs and walk out that door. What is it? Darkness understands authority. Darkness understands that they have to bow. Every time the name of Yeshua is used. Darkness understands that when two people begin to speak the things that the Lord God speaks, they're in trouble. They know that. Their job is to try to make you think, that <laughs> you're in trouble. But you surpass the realm of somebody being in a wheelchair or being crippled for ten years. You speak the end result of creation itself when you speak those things. Scares the, scares the, 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 if you will, the socks off of the darkness because darkness is going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It looks like. It sounds like. We're in trouble. We're, there it goes. We are in trouble, boys. And they might as well go down the block because they're going to stay in trouble. Why? Because the things of God works. This thing, you know, this thing again, you know the beautiful thing about this thing? It is just forever. See, we thought there were just a few of us. Oh, yes, Brother Decker, just people like you that are anointed. Let me tell you something. Brother Decker's been doing this for so many years that this is like taking a walk in the park for me. I don't come to service hoping that, bless God, somebody's going to get healed. I come to service knowing somebody's about to be healed. And it doesn't make me any difference how God wants to do it. I'll do it the way he tells me to do it. You will, too. Oh, I like it. Now, Mark 11:23, the word says that used the, the, the time in this verse is is let's go is legal in in Greek. The second time it is used is epo in Greek. Greek, okay. 
Now let's turn to that so you can see just a minute. Mark 11. I should have had you turn there to start out with, you know. Now I'll get there. Mark 11, 23. Oh, this thing is really, really. It says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, the second time, those things that God brings to us in all of this, the same, the same rendition of that word, the EPO, EPO, in Greek is used again in verse 44 of Mark 1. Turn there, Mark 1. 44. See thou saying, say nothing to any man, but go in the way and show thyself to the priest and offer and then clean those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now, here, here, for say, that was that for say, it comes to the place here, it's a verb. It means speak with a command in your voice. And be firm. Thou shalt say nothing to the man. Thou shalt speak to this mountain. So there is power within that. Now, faith plus correct speaking must become what? As I've said all this weekend, you've got to make it a lifestyle. Rather than a formula or a way out of your problem. And, and it, you know, there again, it isn't a way out of your problem. It, it, it's not a formula. It's, it, it has to come that way. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you something. When you when you get when you get to this thing, this thing is really really something to watch it work to be able to operate within it, because all of a sudden now you find out you're in control instead of them being darkness. You find out the best God that you you can something about every circumstance that you come up against. And you'll start with the small things, it will begin to increase, and it will get to the bigger things, and then it will become just exactly what it is. You look and pass the circumstances, and you speak to the mountain, and the mountain has to be removed. If you, if you speak out of your mouth and believe in your heart, you'll have whatsoever you say. That's the key to the thing. Again, the key is who speaks, you speak. Who does, you do. Then all of a sudden, bless God, the, the world begins to open up, and you're saying, Wow! Look what I've got a hold of here. Look what, you know, look, look, look what I can do. I, I'm, this is, this is, my mother had the hiccups, all right? Oh, she was just hiccuping. I said, Mother, I said, uh, I got the, I know how to stop that. I said, and she said, uh, what do you mean how to stop that? I said, look at me, Mother, and she looked me in the eye and went, boom. <laughs> hiccups stopped. She said, I don't have the hiccups anymore. I said, no, because I spoke to him, boom. I said, I might just go uptown and say, who's got a boo? <laughs> well, that didn't impress my mom a whole lot, but she didn't have the hiccups anymore. Okay, what am I doing? I am able to even take those things to such that kind of a, a, a extent of being able to walk out into those realms and to control it. Now, can you, can you begin to understand why the whales showed up? I didn't say, oh, Jesus, bring the whales in so Donna can get a picture. Oh, please, please. No, no, I spoke to him. I, I have authority in you. And 
I command you to come so that my wife can have your picture. Oh, I said, I said, hey, it doesn't do all that bad being married to a real prophet, does it? Even the pictures work from time to time. I speak to the mountain. The whales show up. Everybody smiles, and I'm going, yeah. That, that's the works. Are you trying to tell us, prophet, that maybe that this thing is not quite as hard as it seems to look to us from the outside? That's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. I am anointed prophet of God. I have taken 30-some years to test, to work, to pray, to fast, to increase the faith and the anointing in my ministry and in life so that I can stand before you and say, you too can work the works of God. You too. And it's imperative that you understand that. We'll work the works of God. And for that, brothers and sisters, I don't think there's a whole lot more that can be said for it. Let's let's look at what I put down here for rule three now. Bringing your heart into alignment with your tongue. Oh, that's tough. Bringing your heart in alignment with your tongue. Uh, you have to understand that you will have to come to the place to make your heart line up with your mouth. Speak out of your mouth and believe in your heart. Isn't that what it says? Now, how does this work? You've got to get your heart to believe what your mouth is saying. This is neat. Illustration. How does, does a dog know that you're afraid of them? They can sense that thing. Darkness can sense fear, too. Darkness senses fear. You plan and you start hoping you're going to get lucky, the game's over. That's the reason the church doesn't see the power of a manifested God in their services, is because they're praying in doubt and unbelief. The heart has to know. The only way the heart can know is if your mouth tells your heart long enough, Hey, dummy! Line up with the Word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You speak. You learn to speak nothing. The contrary to the Word of God. You learn to speak nothing that's doubt and unbelief, no matter what it looks like. Refuse to speak it out of your mouth or to believe it in your heart. Refuse it. I remember before my father went on to be with the Lord God. I remember the angel finally came and said, you have to turn loose now. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, your faith is so strong that you're keeping him here. It's time that he go home. He said, tell the family he will leave this earth during Rosh Hashanah, new moon. That was a week away. I went out and I said to the family, I said, the Lord God has spoken to me, and our Father will leave this earth on Rosh Hashanah come next week. Rosh Hashanah came. He left this earth. I turned loose. I wouldn't let my faith come against the will of God. And folks, these are things that obviously are down the line of a study of another period of time, but we'll get to it. 
When you learn to control into the supernatural world the way I do, you've got to be careful what you're controlling. See, the Lord God will never, ever control us, and we can't control anybody else. I've had people come and say, look, prophet, why don't you pray and just make my husband get saved? Because that's against his will. God never violates your will. Neither can a prophet. Oh, he can, but I would have to answer to God for that, and that wouldn't be worth me answering to God for, just especially to please you or even myself. But when you find out the awesomeness within it, and, and again, the keys to understanding this is, that somebody says, well, you know, um, such and such is dying of cancer. You say, no, they're not dying. You just think they are. The doctors think they are. God said that by his stripes uh, that, uh, that, he, that person's healed. Do you see what you are speaking that's contrary to what the world is trying to say? But isn't it contrary to the world, a man that can turn hurricanes and tornadoes and cause droughts and rains and diseases and call whales in and blow, blow down in a valley and cause the... What, what, that's not exactly the way this world works, period, is it? But I found out how to move over here and to work all that contrary to what it looks like over there. Now, now let's, do, let's, let's go to, if you will, with me, James, the book of James. Oh, uh, God has got such a plan. And, you know, when, when you get into this plan and you begin to work it, I'm going to tell you something. You get excited about it like I'm excited about it. And I will stay excited about it. Why? Because I see it work. And, I, and, and you you got to please understand, the greatest excitement that I've yet got is to see you do this. To see you come into a position where you take this kind of authority and you begin to use it because it's in a secret. There's certain things you're going to have to do to line up to it. And one is you're going to have to get this in line with the Word and cause this to come in line with that. And when you do that, things are going to change. And if you can't do that, you're going to have a tough time trying to get it done, all right? And, and now, in the book of James, in the first chapter, 6 and 7, he says, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, and you need to circle the word nothing. Nothing. You ask in faith with nothing, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed... Now, this seventh verse, you need to underline all of it. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So if you, if you waver in your faith, you might as well understand the word of God is truth, because he goes on to say a double-minded mind is unstable in some of his ways, all of his ways. Double-minded. Speaking out of his faith, over here, faith, and then doubt and unbelief in his heart, or doubt and unbelief from his mouth. He said, don't let that man think that he's going to receive anything from the Lord, because he's unstable. And that's the way this thing is. See, these are rules. And if you can't follow, follow the rules, you can't have, you can't, you, you can't receive the blessing. And so it's so important to understand that God's got these rules and to understand that, bless God, that you and I can get ourselves where we can receive all, all the rewards of God. Uh, feed your mind continually with God's truth from His Word. 
and discover doubt. Uh, discover doubt will begin uh, to, to, to believe. I mean, you've got to get rid of the doubt. You have to get rid of the doubt. If you can't get rid of the doubt, you're going to be in trouble. Okay? You're going to be in big trouble if you can't get rid of the doubt. So, yeah, but, I mean, look what the circumstances, what they are. You have to look past the circumstances. See, again, when you, when you start looking past it and you start saying, well, they're, 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 not, they're not sick, they're not this, doctors stand there going and say, what, what, what is they talking about? Okay? But that's what causes that mountain to be removed because you absolutely will not bow down to the circumstance at his hand. I can't, again, as I said earlier, there's been so many, 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 many situations that I have seen where God has taken circumstances that were going to put somebody in the dirt and they live today. Because I, I like so very, very much to watch the power of God's anointing in operation. And it isn't a trick. It isn't something that you do. Uh, again, I don't want you to think that, bless God, that all there is to this thing is to start saying, well, move in the name of, there, there, there is, in the name of Yeshua, or I command this mountain to be gone, to be cast in the mountain. See, however you, you choose to think that you're going to get into do it, it you're, it's going to take time. Start with the small things and work up. Because I want to caution you again. If I had to jump over and play in my park, it would be like taking a little league league kid in baseball and taking him out here to St. Louis and letting him try to play in the majors. He couldn't do it. He may be the best thing they got in the little league team here in town, but he couldn't cut it out there. And if you're going to try to get over my park and play ball over here, you better be ready to play. And that's the reason I'm saying there are rules of this thing, and the rules are very simple. Start with the little things. So, and you know what those little things are going to be? They're not going to be wheelchairs coming through the door, people dying of cancer. They're going to be you, yourself, your family, and what's going on at home. Move the mountains right there and begin to understand that you can move them. And once you move those mountains there, let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. The devil's going to get himself in line. What do you mean he's going to get in line? Just what I said. He's going to get himself in line. Because he's going to realize, I'm going to tell you something. The devil can't do anything with me. The devil can't. Oh, the devil can bring trials and tribulations as God permits him to bring. But you see, they don't need good. Why? Because I'm a mountain mover. We need to put a sign in all of our cars. I move mountains. Call. <laughs> Try driving down the freeway in some of these cities with that or then a phone number on the back, okay? I move mountains. Call. This number. But you see, I believe, I believe that we're coming to a time when they're going to look for the mountain movers. I think that we, I think the best God that the church is tired of being lied to. I think the church is tired of not seeing the power of another overrated God that's living. And I believe that we're the answer to that cry. I believe that. Because the Lord God said, he said, when I come back, he said, I'm going to come back for a church, for a people that's full of my glory and my power. And we don't even have, as far as I know, and I can be wrong about this, but as far as I know, we don't have anybody walking in the areas that somebody like me is walking in that can teach them to bring the church out of the doldrums and with the churches in. But the church is, is asleep. 
It hasn't worked for so long. That, that, you know what they're interested in? All they're interested in is making sure that they pay for the building and they do all these things and make everything look nice and get everybody inside. But they don't ever call it a school, do they? No. Well, this is the church. My Lord and my God, this is the church that's happening here. Well, I, I, you know, it may be the church that's happening here, but this is God that's happening here. And folks, that's what the difference is. is. The manifestation of the anointing of God will only present himself as those vessels are walking close enough him, to him, I'm sorry, to bring his presence within that room or that area in which they stand. And if, in fact, you bring yourself into that position, you begin to realize that this thing with the living God is something else. You'll begin to realize and, and question, well, what's wrong with these people over here? What, 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 what are they afraid of about this dying thing? You know, I've always said, the Lord gets down with me, take me on. I've had about all this I want. You know what I'm saying? I'll I, I go home and rest, you know. Somebody said, well, you don't get enough rest. I said, oh, I'll get all the rest I need in heaven. Don't worry about that. Fear death, I don't fear anything. I've been shot at. I've been hunted down. They tried to kidnap me. They tried to burn a place down I was in. Nothing's going to happen to me. Little God says, okay, I'm done. He can come home. And if it comes to the point in time, I'm not going to be running. I'm not going to be hiding. I'm going to be standing before the Lord my God. And that's what you want too. You just don't know that, some of you at this time. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, when you get down to this thing and understand that your words are either going to put you over or they're going to take you under. Your words are. Well, now, Prophet, I've tried, and I, you know, I, get these, I get these phone calls. and these, I tried, Prophet, and, and I mean, it just comes down to the point where it hadn't happened. And every time that happens, I see, I, I see the angel, and I hear the angel saying, If you would have waited one more day, we would have got this thing done. But no, 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 no. You would turn your back, you walked away from your miracle, and we're standing there. And if you could see those angels, they're saying, Come back here, Deckard. Deckard, where are you going now? Decker, just wait another day. Oh, Decker, yeah, I've tried my best. And the angel says, no, you haven't had to do anything but believe. We're trying our best. Our best is happening out here. You're just a vessel, and if you can't believe, it can't happen. What is that? Come on, come on, come on. What have I been doing? That's mountain moving. That is mountain moving. You have to believe. All things are possible to him that believeth. You have to deny doubt and belief coming into your heart. You have to cast it away from you and say, I won't receive it because it's not from God. Because God said, I can. He said, well, what if you die? You just go home, all right? You just go home. And there's nothing wrong with going home. Amen? Amen. That's the reason I keep saying... You know, we're at, the, we're, we're at the very outset of absolute total collapse of this nation, the world in general. 
And we're at a place, and I, 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 I get such a kick of watching all these news things, because, you know, they, they go in and spend some billions of dollars to, to bail out the mortgage industry thing. Somebody had a good friend somewhere to do that. And they got that band-aid all put over there on that, and they think, well, now, we, you know, we, the stock market seems to be doing, oh, we're doing good over here on this. And for years, probably 20 years or better now, I've been saying, by the anointing of God, now's the time to invest into the kingdom. Don't you get caught when the money goes down of having money that's no good for anything but lighting a fire with. That's not going to please God. By faith, you will live. By faith, you will live. By faith, you have to live. But just shall live by what? Doesn't say anything about a bank account. Well, I feel better, Brother Deckard, if I did. No, you wouldn't feel better. Well, let me put something to bed here. Somebody emailed me and told me that there's a teaching going around that the young rich guy that Yeshua came to Yeshua and said, what must I do that I might enter into uh, eternal life? Seems to think that that guy is Paul. Now, now I tell you something. That guy was about as much Paul as that doorknob right over there. And wherever you think that picked up that teaching, you ripped that one out. But when he came and he said, "Well, what must I do?" and and, and Yeshua said, "Oh, it's simple." He said, "Sell sell everything you've got." Give the money to the poor and come follow me. And the, and the rich man was sad because he had many riches. Because he wasn't going to give that up for the Lord God. We're coming to the time when the only ones that are going to survive these times are going to be those that have given of their selves of their integrity, and of their monies. You know, I, I look upon this thing, and I've said it many times, and I'm sure that I'll say it many, many more times. It's going to take millions of dollars to do what we're, we're launching out to do here. Millions of dollars. Where does that leave you and I? <laughs> I don't know. I can write a check. Don't try to cash it, okay? But now listen to me. We can move the mountain. You hear me? When God says, and he'll often he'll say, tell me, he said, move the mountain now. It's mountain moving time. We ought to have a song. Now, now I would prefer some good old, <clears throat> if you will, redneck country boys sitting back here. And, and, and you can you imagine that banjo we're going, huh? <laughs> well, we're going to do some good old mountain moving now. <laughs> Just to tell our folks that I've hidden away just in case, you know, this don't work out. <laughs> no, no, no. Those days are long, long, long over. But we are in the mountain-moving business. And when God said move the, says move the mountains, it doesn't matter how big they are. But in order to get there again, to bring this to close this evening, you have to understand, to move those great big mountains, you've got to start moving these little molehills down here. Okay? 
And every time you move one, you're going, it works. And that's the reason I'm saying, unless you get into a position that is life and death, and you know, and you're there and it takes place, speak to the mountain, move it. But don't go out here and get yourself into one of these things of thinking that, bless God, I've been to a meeting, I'm all hyped up on faith, I'm going to run out here and start moving mountains. Because again, we don't want you, we don't want you to get discouraged and shot down, as they say, and you not stay in the mountain moving business because you decided to go out here and raise the dead and it didn't work, so you back off like this. What is that? Again, that, that's fear. And we don't want that. Uh, any way, shape, or form uh, to to uh, to happen. Many are, are blessed. God are the victories of God's saints who act in faith, believing, believing, act in faith, believing. Now I I, I like that because it's act in faith, believing. So now let's see, prophet. If all I have to do is speak to that mountain and cause it to be removed, it's going to leave. If you can believe in your heart what you spoke, yes, it's going to leave. But again, it'll be much simpler for you to start with the little things. You know, I talked about that today about things of having a problem at the job and being able to bind things up and speak to that mountain and move the things in and do the things I needed to do. And bless God, they work. You and I have the uniqueness of being here on this earth during this time. And, and you know, uh, because of that, this is going to work a lot slicker than it did a hundred years ago. Why? Because God said, and you've heard this so much in the Pentecostal movement, He says, in the last days, I'm going to do a quick work. Hello, quick work. <laughs> See, the trouble was going to be there. No, I'm sorry. It's here. This is the quick work. It has to be taught. It has to be believed and put to work. I'm going to teach, you're going to believe it, you're going to put it to work, and you're going to be the final authority as to whether it works or not. Not me. I work this thing. But I've taught you something tonight that's invaluable. Don't let the devil steal it from you. You are the mountain movers. I said, I never heard tell anybody saying we could do that without using the name of Jesus. They'll think this is blasphemy. You bet they're going to think it's blasphemy. They already think you're the devil sitting in an occult. They have a Christ. And they wouldn't know Jesus Christ if he walked in the door, folks. They wouldn't know him. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Shirmala, 
Thank you. 